you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. And I get told all the time that I've got a punchable face or that uh, people think I'm an asshole. Um, I've been told that probably 50 times. People, when they first see me, think I'm think I'm an asshole. Mike. I would have preferred a feature story on the first responders who are suffering from a myriad of cancers at the towers and what we're going to do about it. I could have gone for a where are they now segment about families and survivors. It also wouldn't be too bad to do a real fucking, hey, Yoshi, shut the fuck up! And Scott. I guess I was like <laughs> sort of, I, I loved Bart Simpson in, in, in a like sapiosexual <laughs> way. I kind of liked uh, Lisa by extension, you know. She played the saxophone. She was intelligent. That was kind of hot, you know. Hola, welcome to the Cinema 9 podcast. Nope, just kidding. Not the Palazzo podcast. Not all my other shows. This is the Is It Safe talk show. The only talk show I do. I do a lot of podcasts, but this is the only talk show that I will ever do in my life. And I'm really excited to be here. And even if you're not excited to be here with me, Scott, and Luke, well, then... Uh, I will fuck you like a pig. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, if you're not feeling the show, someone's going to come right at you with some rage. I will yeah. fuck you like a pig. Yeah, why not? Mike, what is the difference between a pod and a talk show? Wow, dude. Come on, man. I mean, the talk show has... Talk show has uh, substance. It has uh, has cigarettes sitting in an ashtray burning while people are talking about the uh, remains of the day. You know, there's uh, a little bit more of an edge to a talk show. It's a little bit more intense. You know, podcasts, gotcha. they just throw together. But talk shows, that's where the rubber meets the road and people get angry. And they might try to kill each other. That's what a talk show is. You guys ever seen, uh, you guys saw Remains of the Day, right? I never did. Nope. No. I if I Michael. see like, if I see like a white, uh, if I see outfits from the 18 or 1700s or something, or like a Victorian outfit, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Usually. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. You got it. No. You got, you got I, I would, to. I would agree. I, I would agree. We're usually, I just, I actually just Google Remains of the Day. I'm like, this looks like something that I would, it looks got off in the trash it? can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's, it an, it's an ivory merchant, and they did a they did a handful of these like period pieces. But remains of the day is fucking sweet, especially given that the queen died. Uh, Mike, I did notice on Cinema Nine podcast that you guys recently reviewed the Queen, uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Frears, yeah, uh, who used to be the assistant director under Lindsay Anderson. Superior director, uh, but Stephen Frears did a bunch of like uh, really cool, like crazy, strange subgenre movies, and like, um, what is it? Pretty? What is it? Pretty? What the heck is it called? Pretty things? Pretty? Pretty weird things? That's putting it mildly. Pretty little things. Dirty, little pretty, dirty, pretty things. things. Dirty, dirty pretty, pretty things. things. Jesus, age. that's putting it mildly. Yeah, don't put it mildly. Uh, Come on, give the guys due. Great fucking movie, but the, the Queen to me is just like, just it's just like a I don't know. Just a splat on the ground. Who cares? Uh, but why? Why would you say that? I mean, the queen is dead, and after all she did, right? For everybody. I mean, just yes. I don't want to so hear watch, that. I don't want to hear that. I, talk. I don't want to. Here's the thing. The remains of the day is a that. remains of the day is a historical. Uh, what have you called a historical movie? But at the same time, it is 
Uh, it's That's putting it much cooler. Um, uh, fucking Harold Pinter was. Uh, I just Harold Pinter. Up. Harold Pinter's fucking credited as like, or uncredited, I guess, on the uh, screenplay. So check it out. It's uh, it's super cool. It's way it has uh, way more historical weight, I would say, than any uh, any of the other complete pablum that's out there right now. That's putting it mildly. I'm telling you, this putting it mildly All is right. for everything. It doesn't matter what you guys say. <laughs> I can just hit that button. Like it doesn't matter what I say. It's just, it's just great, man. Yeah. What did she say? I love it. So we got a ton of emails, and I really want to dive into them. We were just talking off air before we went live about bands and why bands break up and the fights. And uh, apparently, Mars Volta has a new album out. And Scott said it sounds like what, Scott? No, Pitchfork Media says it sounds like Caribbean Yacht Rock, which is... Do they use steel drums? Is that what gives it the Caribbean uh, vibe or the Caribbean feel? I'm not sure. It just sounds very, very humid and maritime. Sounds like the the lobster from Little Mermaid. (laughs) We'll see. I can give you my full review. Is it Sebastian? Uh, Sebastian plays like... Caribbean steel drums. Yes. <laughs> That's... This is the intro track on the brand yeah, new Mars yeah. Volta. This one's called Black Light Shine. It's 612 p.m. right now, live. Oh, I missed the post. I didn't know when the yeah, post existed. It's so. another beautiful evening on the beach here. It's 86 and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. This is the new Mars Volta. <laughs> make sure you never let the boys hear you talk like that you gotta just remember that these idiots were like at the driving and now they're just beach bums apparently they're fucking around this is uh i love it i love being fucked with yeah no i know you do this i mean okay let's do the next track yeah the next one's cool yeah this is the one well it does sound like mars volta a little bit more we'll say that with the tempo Sounds like Cedric uh, has gone through some changes, vocally, even. I was just going to ask about that. Well, you know what? He's in the band. Fucking Danny. Danny sent me this shit like seven minutes before, and I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll listen to it while we set the podcast up. So, I don't know. Either shame on you, Danny, or good on you. No, no. Here's the thing. I I love love them. I just, uh, I guess when it comes down to it. I'm upset! It's what you... I guess that's what you choose to listen to is what you what you really love. But like, I can totally love and respect this. I just this is not what I'm putting on. Yeah. Well, because I'm like a I'm in like a, a aggro rage psycho, so I need to have something that's like, yeah. This is this it is just like fit. pounds pounds my fucking. Uh, this is my, this my is like when you when you're about to lose Tetris and like that fucking <laughs> that, that cube like the cube comes down and there's nowhere to put it. You're just like, eh, I lost. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about all the music that doesn't have any, like, uh, what do they call it? Like, resolution or something. Like, when when you can hear the song building up and it never quite, there's no catharsis. It just kind of, like, stops and dies back down. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, no, like, it's, old, no, it's just uh, pure like, onanism. There's no, like, like denouement. Yeah, exactly. There's no denouement. <laughs> there's, there's no, like, verse. There's nothing that, like, releases the energy. So for me, if I listen to this, yeah. I just get angrier and angrier. It's actually, yeah. you'd think that 
listening to the shit that I listen to, I'm an angry guy. But no, I like to have the release valve. I'm like a walking Reebok pump. <laughs> yeah, you what? need like a, like a need two and a half minute release. orgasm. Every song's got to be like... Uh, you're doing no, push-ups like yeah. while you're coming. <laughs> I like to be pumped up, and then I like to release. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, if that's your thing, yeah. dude. It just happens to be. It's not not even intentional. None of that post-rock horse shit for Luke. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is track so, three. We're on to track three now, folks. This oh, is called we're, we're, this is, this is Share Story. Shore Story. Another beach reference. Shore. A lot of beach... A lot of shores, a lot of water, uh, gonna, sand. I might, I might actually burn one and put this on headphones later. Yeah, you should. I think you should do that. This, this sounds, sounds so different. Nothing. Like yeah, they're fucking with us. I love it. Yeah, I'm with you, Scott. I like when they fuck with us. If this is my favorite band, though, if this is my favorite band, I might be a little annoyed. But they're not my favorite band, so I'm all for it. But if they're my favorite band and I go through it the first couple of times, I'm generally I give my favorite bands a lot of latitude and just think, well, they know something that I don't, so I must be missing it. So I'm behind the eight ball and I would listen to the record a hundred times. And then at that point, I'd be like, nope, you know what? Fuck you. This is trash. You're fucking with me. That's funny. Not, not quite my tempo. <laughs> it's not quite not quite my tempo. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, next track is called Blank Condolences. Last one. Blank Condolences. I like the title, Blank Condolences. There's a lot of empty blank condolences out there, folks. It's true. Okay, now, not, not quite my bias here, but does he not sound like he's singing like old school Jeremy Enoch a little bit? In there, right? Yeah, like a shitty fire theft, even. Kind of, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good reference, Luke. Congratulations. Well done. Not quite my tempo. Oh, wait, this is perfect. I got this now. Now I can put this all together. Got it. It's all going together. This show is going to be a fantastic show, folks. I hope you're enjoying it already. Don't forget, it's a safe pod, gmail.com, as it's 617 after the hour. We're live talking about Mars Volta. The brand new album is, what is this fucker called? It's called the Mars Volta. Oh. The, the, the whole show is just going to be playing the album. So it's like, uh, <laughs> listen to this show or you just go, go around on Spotify, pull up the album and... Enter! Little trouble there. <laughs> Listen uh, to that guitar. Listen to that actually, it's good. 70s. Yeah. Oh, that is so Steely Dan. Steely. Yeah, that's a age. total tribute. Seven Steely right there. Yep. Not, not quite my tempo. The tribute to uh oh the dearly departed. What's his name? The guy who died. Walter. His name oh, yeah, Walter. Walter Becker. Our arrest Walter power. Becker. Yeah, that's right. Little trouble there. Yeah, I, I feel the Enoch uh, shitty fire vibe. This song's, you know, interesting. Some of you are hating this right now. Some, this is not for everyone. I know that. And some of you are frustrated and annoyed. You might be fast-forwarding the show because you're not even hearing my words right now. I'm upset! This is a live, a live look into the Is It Safe podcast where we, we didn't plan on spending 10 minutes, uh, you know, homing no, over the first four tracks of the Mars Volta record. That's putting it mildly. 
All right, there you go. So we'll leave it there. We'll say it uh, could have been that could have been much worse in terms of yeah, what people might want to listen to. I I think Caribbean yacht rock makes sense. <laughs> sure it does. Real genre. I think that's a good label. I think that actually makes sense. I would definitely oh. definitely listen to that if I was in a more like mellow uh, space. That's putting it mildly. I also think they're geniuses, so you know. Uh, yeah, you got to give them the. You're supposed you gotta, to do. I, they're geniuses. Give them the benefit I, of the doubt, for sure. Yeah, no, they're amazing. Not, not quite amazing. my temple. That's it's putting it mildly. Six nineteen p.m. and you're <laughs> left of the dial, listening to the new Mars Volta record. Little trouble there. So, so I know neither of you guys, <laughs> neither of you guys responded to me when I texted this, but. I literally got my first polling call ever. Uh, so yeah. in all so my exciting. years, all my years, I never got one. And so, yeah, it does become a little exciting. It's like when you first become an atheist and a Jehovah's Witness knocks on your fucking door and you're like, well, come on in. What did and she you say? Just, and you just like unload and take out all of your bullshit on them. And it's uh, it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, but yeah, this this poor girl called me and I don't think she realized I would get so fired up, but she was asking me these questions that are so you can tell that these polls are just written by I, I don't know whoever. They're just all written by liberals uh, because they're trying to tee up all the, they're trying to tee up the answers. So like never trust, never trust polls are all bullshit, especially if they're written Aww. like this. But this this girl was super nice and I was kind of like flying off the handle and she was like laughing and uh, then in the middle of one of my, one of my many answers, uh, the phone just hung up. I was like, yeah, that seems about right. She just basically decided to cut it off. Or are so, you going to be on my fucking was, time? It was my first call ever. My first polling call ever. It was her first call ever on her job and potentially her last. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's exciting, Luke. I, it was I fun. really appreciate that. That's putting it mildly. I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I know you hate my response there. That does just not make you happy. I'm glad, that was... glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I'm really glad. Uh, you it's know, like I, I felt when the the woman doesn't laugh, but she goes, "That's funny." No, fine. I'm going to bed. Sometimes uh, people meet the loves of their lives, you know, in situations like that where, oh, my God, like you're talking, you start, you get an unsolicited phone call and you start talking to each other and you're, you know, you end up. And you say something like this. So for the final father fucking time, (laughs) leave me alone. Can I request only solicited phone calls? Like, don't fucking call (laughs) me unless I've asked you for a quote on something. And that's basically it. Oh, actually, Scott, that reminds me. So I sent you that. Uh, so the old man now, he's an old man. Craig Kilborn has a podcast. The old yeah. Craig Kilborn is back from the dead. Craig. Did you fire that up at all? I did you I not share that with me, too? No, I don't know. No, I queued it up, but I didn't. I didn't uh, actually listen to it. Take Luke, us I just. It. I didn't know. I didn't know if you would like it, Luke. I honestly don't know your thoughts on Craig Kilborn, frankly. For some reason, no, I, it just. I, but I, 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 love, I don't know why I, I felt like uh, Scott's vibe uh, to me for some reason. I can't really explain it. Well, it I listen weird. to things I like, and then I hate, I hate listening to other things. <laughs> you know, there's certain things I enjoy, but there's other things. You know, I, I just don't really I'm like. That's putting it mildly. I'm, I'm like this. It's so. It, I'm very curious, and I would be very curious as to what. Craig Kilborn, after like Chappelle fucking roasted him like the most like the subtlest way is fucking hilarious. 
So the reason that, okay, let me fill you folks in. Well, we're going to get you emails because there's a ton of them. We really got to catch up on these. So I sent it to John Scott. And then what you just said, John, about how people meet people, you know, certain situations like that, and they get married, blah, blah, blah. I was listening to Rich Eisen. He was on Craig Kilborn's podcast. I listened to that episode recently, and they talked about their old days at ESPN together in the 90s and how there was a Kenny Rogers Roasters nearby, the Bristol <laughs> campus. There wasn't a lot to go on there. Uh, and how Rich Eisen met his wife at ESPN working on SportsCenter. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's taboo now. I mean, like people think workplace romances are just going to die. I don't. I mean, I know the world we live in today is – a little more. Uh, well, I think people anti- are more concerned about the sexual assault. Uh, they're they're concerned about they're concerned about like wow, leveraging, dude. leveraging yeah. relationships of like power in, in right. I'm not trying to make it. However, I'm not trying to minimize that either. That is like that is how like I don't know what fifty percent of the fucking population like meets their spouse is through the workplace. So well, like Americans spend so much fucking time at work. You're right. Uh, why do you anyway, think people? Me, uh, why do you think people want to work from? I'm sorry. Why do you think people want to work from home so much when they know that there like literally is no possibility at the work at the workplace to even have like a congenial relationship with other people without having like in the back of their mind some weird fucking concern that they're going to be like called out for being like sexist, racist, whatever it might be. And again. These are not like clean lines. You're not just automatically racist and sexist for saying something that's a little borderline or whatever. But no, how not, would you? How would you meet somebody without coming off as a sexist? Now, I'm not we're trying not to talking. Be, this we're is not talking uh, Bill Cosby level of like right. sick, debauched, disgusting, awful. You know, assaulting and making people pass out and then taking advantage. Of. I'm not talking Bill oh Cosby level is here. What I is that what I was saying? Is that what it sounds? Something like? to help you go down. No, not at all. I just wanted to use that drop. Something to help you go down. But it did fit into the narrative of what I try to do there. So yes, this yeah, is Bill no, Cosby every time. What I, if if Bill Cosby sounded like this, he probably would have raped more women, frankly. Something to help you go down. Yeah, that's James Cromwell. So Bill Cosby is a scumbag of the highest order. But Bill, it doesn't matter how many women he raped because he's free right now. Bill Cosby is at home chilling or doing whatever the fuck he wants at this very moment. That's a he's fact. Listening to the Yesterday podcast. God it's damn it. It'd be funny if we got Bill Cosby on the show. That would be, I would, I would bring him on, but I would hit him the hard, you know, I'd bring on the hard hitting questions, folks. And I would not be afraid to tell I'd him that him I hard. thought, even though uh, I don't know Bill Cosby, the evidence that has uh, been presented have have by him, society. We'd have to have him in the room so that we could dose him, uh, bend him over while completely. Uh, no, we don't want to stoop to his level, though. I appreciate that. But no, then we're stooping to his level. So we can't do that. No, you just leave him with the question. And he wakes up and he's like, what happened? And you're like, I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, actually, dude. Wow. No, you're not a monster. We're not monsters. You don't actually. Do oh, we're it. Not, yeah. OK, we don't actually do it. OK, that's you just fine. Leave him, you just leave him with that like fucking that. nightmare for the rest of his like shitty life. Yes. The fucking traumatic uncertainty of what really happened that he did to I don't know, five hundred women, three hundred. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a yeah. hundred at and least. You, and you yeah. leave them uh, at the end. You leave them in the shed where all of the poles and sticks and uh, rakes and stuff are, so that oh, you just, certainly, like, yes. Oh my god, I was definitely sodomized. Oh but yeah. You don't say shit. You just let it, just let it go. You just leave him in terror, and you yeah. leave him butt naked and with you, no clothes yeah, you, out on the street too. Yeah, like he wakes up on the sidewalk butt naked. Yep, and he's just got to figure things out from there. It'll be a note, a sticky note on his forehead, like "Did we fuck you?" question mark. <laughs> <laughs> or just uh, be even better, like the, like the card. You don't even know who said it. 
that just says who fucked me. Because then the you amount of possibilities of like it could be anybody's dick, and the possibilities of more dicks with more venereal diseases in play that just makes it better. It really, I think that's if Bill Cosby allowed that to happen, I think I would forgive him if he allowed that whole scenario to play out. I think I could forgive him if he went into like a rape den and just was like, "All right, yes. let's get this over with." And eye then, for an eye, an eye for an eye. 70, 70 rapes all in one night. That's putting it mildly. Wow, that is not putting it mildly, James. That, uh, yeah, really so for the Christian final father right fucking time. Yeah, you'd probably be pissed about that. So. It's something to help you go down. Anyways, uh, so back to the Craig Kilborn oh. show, uh, the Bill Cosby <laughs> sidetrack there. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to do this now. Anyways, I want to play the intro to the show. It's just, I forgot about, a lot of time has gone by, and I forgot about Craig Kilborn started the daily show it just doesn't resonate with me for some reason i mean he was the yeah. original host where the show started of course john stewart made it what it was but he turned sports center into the daily show and then into a late night show where apparently he made so much money he's so smart about it he doesn't work anymore and he openly i don't know what's real and what's not real with him anymore because he the way he talks on his podcast which is called the life gorgeous by the way <laughs> is so much there's so much pr- intentional pretentious behavior that it, it really makes you think like oh this is just well, that was an act thing. he's putting he's so, out he's so sarcastic he is so yes. beyond the pale sarcastic that like you that was his whole that was his whole thing that's what made him so amazing and old school yep. it's like oh man yeah I, you just who knows who you're talking to like who is this guy that's exactly right, Luke. It just makes you baffled. You're clueless. You have no idea who this person is. So let's fire up the beginning. I also, I don't know if this was a song that someone made for him or if this is real. John Scott might be able to help me out with this, but I do like the intro song. <laughs> Catchy too. I do like it. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, from my beautiful mahogany panel den, this is the life gorgeous with Mr. Kilborn sharing my magical life in the yeah. hopes of improving your life. And oh, what a show today! Rich Eisen. The great Rich like Eisen, my 85. own drinking I know, you noticed that, too. I totally noticed the Connecticut. voice just sounds a little bit he's more... Busy, like James Earl Jones' voice sounded us. in Rogue One. It he's just didn't today. have a foundation also to it anymore. Up later, I answer your questions. Very popular segment. Keep those questions coming. Go to the YouTube page. Leave a message. Ask a question. I'm so proud of you. And today, <laughs> a special feature... The question of the week. This was from my iconic Instagram. I get DMs and comments on my Instagram asking me questions. Today's question. I just don't know what's serious. Craig, if you weren't the natural host, how would that change your comedic style? Whoa. Well, <laughs> I'd have to hustle. I'd be a, what we call a comedy scrapper. Lots of voices, dialects, improvisation. Impressions. I would be doing Christopher Walken meets James Cagney, old school, new school, maybe a two man show. I would do Pratt Falls. I would be hyper and zany. 
I might do physical comedy. You can't see this. The crane. I would be kind of a neurotic little man scrapping. Something like that. But thank is God, anti-comedy. Thank God, I'm like, uh, a philanthropist. Is he? Host is he a genius? Is he like an anti-comedy genius? <laughs> let his career, like he made a lot of money, but did he let his career just fucking slide into the gutter because he's so goddamn I, I smart know. and he doesn't care? Like, is he like Andy Kaufman? I can't. Yeah, you're right, Mike. I can't tell either, man. This is, this is very interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure I could listen to it. It's like, could you? Yeah. How much of Andy Kaufman could you watch in one stretch? Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, that's usually not doses. a lot. You're probably right. Yeah, doses. Right. Yeah, doses. I gotta I go back. Like, that's that's oh fascinating. My. I gotta go back and listen to. It sounded like either he was abbreviating every word or adding like six <laughs> extra letters into every word. I couldn't figure it out. That's putting it mildly. It's. I mean, wow, wow, yeah. dude. <laughs> wow, I'll dude. tell you, he has this whole instagram thing that he's been cultivating for a while that i had no idea of course because there's just there's so many pockets of existence of society that i cannot know about i can't know about everything and i'm somewhat paying attention so the fact that he has this instagram where he's apparently very very positive and uplifting and that's not a joke so he's mixing in his sarcasm and his his lifestyle which is very very focused on the good things in life, I guess. He's a man with no worries. That's why life is That's right. Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, no you're right about that. Worries. He made That's his money true. when he was like, what, 40 years old? Uh, yeah. He was in his 30s, 37, man. Yeah, 37, 38. He fucking banked. And then he just. I would probably sound like that too if I made a bunch of money when I was 37. Well, he also kind of, now he apparently looks like the lead singer of the National, which is interesting. <laughs> he was born in 62 so so yeah he was in his 30s when he joined up at sports center in 93 yeah you know what i feel like he yeah. would have been better sticking with that but the uh yeah hey good for him he just sounds he just sounds so goddamn uh he just is so sarcastic it's just like insane you can't Big believe time. that damn thing that's coming out of his mouth it's just hilarious so i think he's like anti-comedy unless that's just the tone of his voice. I mean, I get told all the time that I've got a punchable face or that uh, people think I'm an asshole. Um, I've been told that probably 50 times. People, when they first see me, think I'm think I'm an asshole based on my face. I'm awesome. It's too pushy. <laughs> and I, it, <laughs> it just cracks me up now because it's like it's just so funny. But I, I think he's maybe one of these guys. You can't change his voice. I don't know. Maybe it's just his voice. It just sounds like sarcastic Man. prick but he I'm, sounds like a sick, sarcastic prick all the time i feel like i'm enamored i have to you've opened up a fucking can of worms now mike i gotta go back yeah. because my buddy and i used to watch kill we need to hit the email fucking too. religiously back in the late 90s this man is six five could you imagine seeing Craig yeah. Kilborn and he's six fucking five? Walking no, down the that street? would actually make me feel i would probably be like <laughs> if i see craig Kilborn, i'm gonna punch him and then he would show up at six five, <laughs> like a little bit freaked out. Yeah, guys, guys who are six five have no idea how much like fucking power they have over just like the regulars, the normies. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree. They don't get it, man. They just wander around and they think that they got the same problems as everybody else, and they don't. <laughs> 
they don't have the same problems as us. They don't understand. They it's tough no out there for us. Yeah, no, they've never struggled. Yeah. Uh, they've they've never like. Have you ever seen a six guy that's six five homeless? Have you ever seen a homeless fucking <laughs> like just guy that looks like he can play basketball in the NBA? No. <laughs> I, guy I like, that can throw a guy yeah. that can throw a cutter from the left side. You ever see him like uh you know panhandling at Meyer on eight yeah. mile? I would actually that's mm. that's a good insight. I, I don't think I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't think there are any tall. homeless people over six six one. I've never seen a tall homeless person, but you know, that's that's just, um, just if, if this was if this was like taken out of context, this is taken out of context, it was something just so shitty that but <laughs> All right. Yeah, it would. Okay, so it Craig Kilborn yeah, has yeah, got a show. I mean, if you guys want to check it out, it's called The Life Gorgeous, and uh, you can dive back into some nostalgia. Take yourself back to those late nights up watching Sports Center or the early morning when you woke up and watched Sports Center, and it was fun and entertaining, and there was a few laughs, and there was a lot more freedom, but then again, there was a lot less options. There wasn't as much to view as there is today. Yes, I said it. It's true. What can I tell you? Oh. Up next is Oprah's Blast Palace, where all she does is shoot her servants <laughs> in the face. I love Oprah's Blast Palace. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm interested in that as well. I'd kind of like to hear that. Is that available on Spotify or not? Where would I find that? Jesus Christ. Like, how many more, how many more people can we listen to that are just like filthy rich that are like doling out just, just, horrible nuggets of just pure hyperbole oh, oh oh where'd you come from okay so it's time to get to the emails folks and boy we got a lot of them we really got a lot so we're gonna dive in give it all the attention that it deserves here on the is it safe talk show the show that you love to hate right isn't that what we're known as the show no. you love to hate the don't, is it what ideas in anyone's head <laughs> it's just stupid I People used to advertise like that. There was probably a shock jock. Like, you all hate them, but man, you can't get enough of them. It's uh, Bo Cephas in the morning on 106.7 The Doofus. That was, it was Tom Likas. Tom Likas. Tom Blow me up bitch style. Tom Likas. We're going to have to do a follow-up Tom Likas. Holy shit. Now you got to be excited. He's got to have an interesting, he's got to have an interesting life in some way. Like he just disappeared at some, like at some point, I just never heard of him again. Like that, that right there is just a blast in the past. I would just happen to be thinking about, like driving home when I was like 19 from like working at a construction site. Yeah. And listening to Tom Dude. Likas. Tom Likas was a radio DJ once upon a time who did a man. I got to tell you, he was just this guy who showed up on certain radio stations because he was national and syndicated and, it was around 2001, I think, when I first heard him. I remember when I did that job during the summer that I went to Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth, and I just walked around all summer. I listened yeah. to a lot of Howard Stern and Tom Likas because I had this shitty Walkman radio. It didn't really have a, anything to play on it. I just had the radio receiver on it. Ooh, so, imagine, imagine, imagine three things. Man Cow, Tom Likas, and Howard Stern. Those were a national syndicated doofus host that I heard a lot in 2001. My God, we we have to get to the emails. I know that, but the like technology has fucking spoiled me for doing any type of shit job like that without having my like Bluetooth headphones and a million podcasts to listen to. 
I cannot believe you did that during the days when all you had was a Walkman that probably had just like knockoff batteries that you got at Dollar General or the gas station <laughs> constantly dying yep. at you. Oh yes. my god. Just that total would be a shit. Nightmare. Total shit. I absolutely I just nightmare. had an existence where all I had was the FM radio out there. So I was like oh my desperate god. for any type of entertainment at all. Give me something. Give me entertain me. Sustain me. This is so bizarre. I need something. I'm all alone out here walking the earth in Texas by myself. It's hotter than fuck. And everything sucks. And I need man cow in the morning to get me through it. So yeah. Thanks, man cow. I really appreciate those difficult times. Uh, <laughs> I really, really want to pull up some Tom Likas, though. It's so funny. No, they did that one it, bit that... It. It's too distracting. It's too distracting. We're getting way off topic. I'm telling you, though. <laughs> look, Tom Likas was such a bozo. I'm sure he's probably still on some... He's probably part of, like, the right wing, a conservative yeah, network now. He's clearly gone that angle, right? It's, like, obvious as hell. Yes. There's no question. There's no question at all that he's in the he's in the fucking nether regions of he's in the darkness of the right Together wing. again on the radio. I want to talk to you uh, this hour about women who are over the hill. There you go. Perfect. The kind of women who are Hillary Clinton supporters, but I'm not talking about politics. But you know yes. what I'm talking about. The dried up old bags, the old prunes, oh my the ones God. who are past their prime, way past their prime. Oh That's putting God. it mildly. They're a bunch of bitter old broads. Woo! And um, every now and then, I like to remind you boys that... You boys. Ultimately, <laughs> if you're patient, ultimately, all the women who treat you like crap, the women who treat you like dirt, oh. all the women who treat you like you're lower oh. than dirt, the women who won't date you, the women who won't give you the time of day, File sexual no, harassment you're, charges. You're undateable. You know who I'm talking about. You. <laughs> yeah, talking about you, you fucking. One day they're going like to be over the hill. When I was a kid, I used to, uh, I got to tell you, <laughs> when I was a child, I, I used to read Superman comics. I did. Bone. Wow. Oh, that's exciting. And not for the usual reason that kids read comic books. I read Superman comics because I saw truth in there. And, oh, and uh, God. the truth, justice, and the American oh, right. right. And what I the saw right in there, wing. among other things, the was right the, uh, yep. the kryptonite analogy. You know, Superman had all his superpowers until he was faced with kryptonite. And while that seems uh, quaint today and it seems like, uh, you know, science fiction, which is, of course, what it was, the reality is that uh, it's a very good analogy because women have to face their kryptonite. <laughs> after years of stamping their little feet, after years of being little bitches, after years of whining and crying and demanding wow, and threatening dude. and divorcing and taking and spending, one day, just like Superman faced kryptonite, Lex Luthor held it right in front of him and he suddenly started to practically <laughs> melt. This is so stupid. <laughs> well, I think we answered the, the question. Is that what one day women hit their kryptonite. One day... 
They're over the hill. One day they've got the turkey God. neck. One day. This, this is my opinion. Well, 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 the one day the Thanks for reminding us of that. Every one once in a while, we forget. And women don't have any of that power anymore. This is a man's world. Without saying who it is, I knew you a woman who. Uh, oh, man. Tom like is somebody uh, I dated. This guy has we, not we changed at all. Going. This is from well, this is from 2020, was, by the way. So it's fresh, ask, pretty fresh. Oh, yeah. That was 2008 like or 2016. Wow. Yeah, this That's is fresh, guys. Crazy. Unbelievable. He's there he is. Yeah, is. Hillary Clinton in 2020. What a fucking dope. Quintessential incel shit right there. What Unbelievable. Fuck, dude, this is uh, this is definitely a, a QAnon just pedophile hunter. <laughs> Confound your lousy toll, troll. Yeah, that was that's exactly what we thought it would be. This and guy, this, this dude is doing probably, his thing. We haven't heard about him in a while because he probably shot up like 12 pizzerias and is in jail now. <laughs> you think so? I don't yeah, think that's Q, true, Luke. QAnon thing. Pedophiles in the basement. Remember that guy? Shut up the... Uh, <laughs> Anyways, Cosmic okay, Tom Likas exists. Yeah, I'm so happy that at least he's out there still. There's a great comedy bit oh, uh, we'd love to play. Many. Which We're going to have many yeah. to listen to from him. Here on out. Here on out, guys. Going to be Tom Likas. There's Tom a there's a Tom Likas bit. Tom Likas. Tom, the Tom Likas show. The Tom Likas uh, parody that somebody did for Comedy Bang Bang a few years back. It was really, oh. really funny. So... Oh, yeah, I just got to play this real quick. Play I'll play it. the beginning of this. Yeah. Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, all right, well, let's get to this our This is Comedy Bang Bang with Scott here. Alkerman. You know him as the uh, host of uh, a certain program who was on KFI and then CBS uh, Radio, a talk radio personality, uh, currently moving over to podcasts, I believe. You got it. Please welcome Tom Likas to the show. First time on the show. Thank you, son. Son. You got it. Here we are in Hollywood, California, coming at you with a Tom Lagos radio program on the Earwolf Comedy Network. No, this isn't. No, this is. This not. is not the Tom Lagos radio program. One, one Tom hundred, Tom hundred, Tom is your toll free telephone <laughs> number. We're taking calls and putting bitches in their place. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> um, this is gonna be. A- I, I've never heard your show, Tom. How long has it been on the air? Oh, it was all the. Well, the question is, how long has it been off the air? <laughs> That's not really. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? I don't think he's answered anything clearly. I, I, at all. I'm excited. Listen, to... I am the professor, and the class is in session. Are you ready for Lycus 101? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm excited to meet Tom because I've heard. I bet you are, dear. Hmm. Because um, I've heard his uh, his. That's Amy uh, Poehler, by the way. Show on a lot of in a lot of cabs. I bet York. you have. Does do you get off to it? <laughs> No. Women love me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I because my that... wallet is well hung. Oh, you know, I, I find that most women aren't really attracted to someone because of money. You know, it, it's really personality. So. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I, you sound like a shrill, shrieking shrew. You're calling in, so I can't see it, but I bet you're a big one. No, no. Actually, she's right there. The woman who is speaking. Is I know. I can't see her over the phone, but she sounds like a real porker. Yeah. She's like she's one sitting in, right in front of you. One and one half foot away from you. I don't care. I'm going to try to not.
not. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to practice some Buddhist stuff I've been working on, trying to not engage, not get hooked by this guy. How did you get into Buddhism? Uh, so it got into me. <laughs> Amy, do you have I a little book did. of Buddhist sayings? I do, and How did they you might come across apply. Such a do book? you rub his belly? Mm. Yeah, see, this guy's going to hook me a little bit. It's going to be tough, but <laughs> I'm going to try to just stay in the present moment. You know, sweetheart, samsara is nirvana. That's what I tell all my bitches. Aww. Oh, boy. So for people who don't right. know who you are, uh, you are a Divis, talk show host that I guess you're disgusting. So is that uh, what, how Manzucas you would describe well. yourself? I don't describe myself. I don't, I don't describe myself as a man who does <laughs> right. broadcasting. And you're a man that men could relate to. You're no, a man-themed man show, in other words. It's a man-themed show, and I never had any problems doing ratings when it came to men. Right. You know the other voices on the show. Well, you know, I, don't I know find the most the women. Voice. Mm, yeah, I like the but same things these guys like. It's not like I like That's all gender Of course you do. Of course you do. You like everything, but in the receiving end. I know women better than they do. Why? Because I've been sighting racks and porking butts. All right, we got it. <laughs> oh, we need, uh, we need a visual we'll confirmation about oh, Tom man, likes his. What does Tom like his fucking look like? Oh, he looks like uh, he's he got exactly sunglasses. The way he sounds. He yeah, he wears sunglasses. Yep. He's got oh, like a black shirt on with the beard. Jones he's chubby. Fucking glasses. He's yeah, he's a little bit Jones looking, but he's more no, like he trying to be like the, the Johnny like Cash Hicks, look. Actually. He's trying, yeah, he does. He does look he like Bill like, Hicks with the look. Bill Hicks trying to look cool, and Bill yeah. Hicks was trying to look cool too. So Bill was. He was the like man in black. He's a little fucking poet. Little fucking dark poet. Dark poet. Shit, I got that wrong. Anyways, I don't know who's doing that. That Tom like his impression, but that is just I've heard that before, Ooh. so I just think it's. It's pure gold. If you want to hear it, go on YouTube and type in uh, Tom Likas parody. It'll come up yes. right away. It's so I'm, funny. I'm sorry. So if, funny. If, if ever a woman was to listen to this, uh, I think they owe it to themselves to see this uh, misogynist piece of fucking uh, gutter trash. Uh, like, see an image of this guy's face. Uh, the vitriol that he fucking spews just vomits out against women. Gee, I wonder where it fucking comes from. My God. Capitalism at its finest. All, all those women that wouldn't fuck you. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Look at yourself. You, <laughs> fucking, you meatball in a suit. Fuck. Scott, you. you're muted. I can't hear Scott. I want to hear Scott. I feel like he has something to say. Unless you did that on purpose, Scott. Like, you know, no, I muted, I muted it on purpose. We got some, some action over here. So, oh. But, uh,. No, if you if you Google image sure, I, I his Wikipedia uh, image, I think it's him from like '98, and he actually looks kind of like a comic book boner. He looks totally different than he does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just looks like some some yeah some incel fucking twat with you know like that pattern baldness up top. Uh, he's he's terrible. Terrible like, shirt. Like yeah, like if JBL bought Gucci and like made a suit, that's what he's wearing. <laughs> All right, let's get to the emails. It's my fault as much as anyone's. Trust me, I just love, I love funny things. I like to laugh, and Tom Likas is a joke, so he's easy to make fun of. Humiliations galore. All right, so let's yeah, go all the way joke, back to. If a joke could actually materialize into a human being, it would be Tom Likas. So let's yeah, go back nice. to last week. We had two emails from Richard. First one says, can only choose one, but you have to choose one and why. House of the Dragon or Rings of Power? My youngest Either. child's middle 
There you go. Thank Scott's got you covered right away. Thank you, Scott. My youngest child's middle name is Tywin. Oh my God. Are you shitting me, Richard? No, well, I, he's gotta be he's fucking with you, right? So I think I think you know which one I'm choosing. I don't know if they're kidding or not. That's very plausible. I don't know if that's a joke. Tywin being he, Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. Well, it's also funny he misspelled it in the email. It looks like Twyin. It does so, look like Twyin. Hey, you Twyin? Keep Twyin. Don't give up, Richard. Is, Little Richard, keep Twyin. Richard, if that's a kid's name, uh, wow, I'm surprised dude. he misspelled it in the email. That seems a little strange. I keep Twyin, Richard. Up. Keep trying. Uh, then there's a fuck, Mary kill. This is always a fun one. I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of fuck, Mary kill. I just think it's dumb as fuck. It's always annoyed me. Like, oh, yeah, fuck, because you kill. always want to fuck two of them and kill the other one. That's it. You don't want to marry huh. any of the three. That's, I think, Allegedly. the way that goes. Maybe that's what it is. Like, I don't want to marry Oprah. Thing. I don't want to marry Oprah, but I do want to kill her, right? No, I want to. Am I crazy? I want to fuck her. I, want, I don't want to marry or well, kill her. I want to fuck her. That would be Mary for the cash. I'd be strictly cash, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Jesus. See, yeah, yeah. See, I'm not good at this game. Well, you married on. for the cash, but it's like you still got to like see her every fucking day. And True love is the greatest thing in the world. Anyways, fuck Mary. Fuck Mary, kill. Got to choose. Sweetums the Muppet, Mr. Snuckleupagus, <laughs> Junior Gorg from Fraggle Rock. Hugs and kisses, Richard. So you got sweetums the muppet i don't know who sweetums the muppet is do i does anyone know this one well sweetums sounds like a female so i'll fuck sweetums i'm definitely gonna marry snuffleupagus and i'm gonna kill gorg from fraggle rock you definitely you gotta kill you i mean you gotta marry i don't know who the other ones are you gotta marry snuffle absolutely yeah snuffy yeah you gotta marry snuffy snuffy sweetums sweetums is a is a demon so i think you kill sweetums and you and you and you fucked uh, Junior. <laughs> you fucked Junior Gorg. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay, yeah. these. Th this is nonsense. Uh, <laughs> the the winner is Sydney, Australia. <laughs> I just hit a button. I had no idea what that was. Uh. uh Okay, the there you dragon go, rings that, power, Let's move on from both, that. Both look like absolute trash, but so neither. I fucking neither, dude. I'm not watching either one of those. I do want to watch. I'm I interested in like power more. I guess I don't know. I'm interested in the House of the Dragon. I haven't seen any episodes of that. I heard Rings of Power. Travis and Eric told me it's shit. So if they tell me it's shit, I'm probably not going to watch Rings of Power. Right. So. Yeah. The ultimate fanboys. There's no way that they're going to tell you it's bad if it's. Yeah. If they no, say if it's, it's bad, bad they'll tell me. They'll tell me it's bad. Not. They said it's no, I mean, shit. They, so they also know what they're talking about. So I will say that too. Uh, yeah. So I okay. wonder about House of Dragon though. Like, Rings of Power can't be good, right? It looks. It doesn't. Terrible. You think you're ready to run with the bulls? I'm not interested in that. John so Scott doesn't give a fuck, bad. so this is perfect. We can move on from that. Next one. Two more questions for Richard. This is again from last week. First, I'm a realist, and I understand that large production media companies always go back to the same damn well for everything since they have no creativity, lack inspiration, and have no desire to take any sort of financial leap on anything that's not almost 100% bankable. But does everything have to look and be so terrible? There's no way that some focus group somewhere said, yup, this new DuckTales is fantastic. The design is spot on. The art is impeccable. 
and the storylines far superior to what came before. Wow, dude. Just make like more of the same. Yeah, I haven't seen I didn't know there was some new DuckTales, so just make sure just make more of the same. Scrooge and his lucky dime. No one wants a fleshed out backstory with Webby, the duck, and her missing mother's ties to sex trafficking. What? Is this real? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, wait, did she oh. ship the kids off somewhere or something? That can't be real, Richard. You fucking with us? See, this is not fair. We haven't seen this. We don't know. Uh, second part is, can you spend some time discussing how distraught you were when Kelly Kapowski dumped Zach Morris at the costume ball for Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> that's putting it mildly i don't think i've been the same since hugs and kisses richard i gotta tell you i remember being glued to the tv and yes. being quite fairly emotional about it i can't front i'm not gonna lie i know exactly what i was into and the fact that kelly and zach broke up at that dance and it was so intense zach morris is trash yeah i was emotional it i remember me, well it made me so angry and uh it made me hate soap operas forever. It also made me uh, hate dark-haired men that were uh, slightly, <laughs> slightly older than any of us. It made me hate everyone in college. I think what happened is it made me fucking think everyone in college was a complete piece of shit and, um, and probably a pedophile. And so then I started calling in names. I started sending them to the FBI. I was so fucking traumatized by that one. I think it destroyed like five fucking like journals of poetry that i had written uh all of which were dedicated to kelly <laughs> kapowski but were written to actual women i'm <laughs> so excited i'm so excited it's a nightmare i hated it so much it to me ruined like my childhood in a way maybe it was like the right of it was like the right fucking time to put the guillotine on my fucking childhood and move on but I had a hard time with it. Scott. I think I think I just when that happened, I think I just flipped on my favorite Tom Likus episodes and just started calling her a <laughs> calling her a cunt and a fucking bitch and cursing every woman who's ever walked the earth. Why bitches finding hotter people that are nicer people that are not fucking us? I don't get it. Kelly Kapowski <laughs> dumps Zach. Where's my time like his material? Yeah, we've all yeah. we've already figured out that Zach Morris is basically a sociopath. So Jeff was probably a much better option. And he was older and had a cooler fucking, I don't know, life, Dude, not yeah. car necessarily. Zach Morris, Zach Morris lived on his own. Teenager. Zach Morris still lived with his fucking parents. So we're not going to blame her. Fair enough. No, no, no. Team, team, team KP. All the fucking way. Kelly <laughs> Kapowski. She was okay, a goddess. God, she was incredible. Too incredible. My God. What a beautiful. Timothy Amber Thiessen in 1997. Oh, Woo! my God. Man. Even when she was on that, she was in uh, The Ladies' Man, that stupid SNL movie. Yes. That, uh, yes. <laughs> Tim Meadows was the ladies' man. And, boy, she's in a lingerie outfit in that movie. And that's by like 2000, 2000 ish, 2001, 2002. She put on a little weight, but man, she looked amazing. Even with the weight, no, no, keep it going. Put the, put the weight on it. Yes. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. You have to like get a little thicker, man. I mean, that's, that was like, she was a buxom. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm a little excited. She was a buxom woman Whoa, man. and very lovely, very lovely. And I'm hey, sure hey, hey, has. hey, what is going on here? That's putting it mildly. I'll tell you, 
Yeah, I'm getting a little oh, excited myself. Zach <laughs> is trash. I think she's the greatest character of all time in terms of uh, teenage hotness. Yeah, but we were. I don't care we what era. Time, so if I'm looking at teenagers now, I guess it makes me creepy. But I think she stands uh, out amongst time, your. No, I mean, time. look at all the teenage hotties of their time. No, so don't. they they I never do. They Mike. fit. No, you. But you know when a person comes up into a world in Disney Channel world, like. I don't know. Yeah. I guess Miley Cyrus was supposed to be that. Uh, uh, Selena Gomez. No. All these people. They were supposed to be skinny, slid into that world. They all look the same to me. I thought Kelly Kapowski, Tiffany Amber Thiessen in real life, she stood out as a a unique human being who didn't like fit a, a, uh, a model that was routine that Disney just keeps pushing out over the last 20-plus years. I'm it aware of its existence. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking forward to That's watching totally the Disney true. Channel. I don't even know where to find the fucking Disney Channel. Point being is... <laughs> They're just pumping out the well, same routine. ESPN and everything now. So uh, when you're watching ESPN, just think of Kelly Kapowski and yeah. look at those look at those gargoyles. Uh, and if only if only Tiffany Amberthiesen had done striptease or uh, Christ. Strip-tease. Oh man, no, 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 no. She couldn't. She couldn't have showgirls. The reason, the reason showgirls. being, the reason being, she could never have done showgirls because uh, Elizabeth Berkeley is the only one that was like a non a complete non actor in that group. And she's the only one that would have actually thought she was doing real acting while doing that movie. There is no way in hell. There's probably five people on the planet that would have taken that job. And the other four were actual strippers. Interesting. Elizabeth's okay. birthday was so is is so. Um, yeah, she sold it. I get the point. It. So, yeah, she's so fucking dense to it that she thought she was doing good acting. And yep. it's widely understood that she is clearly terrible and that's why she was picked for the role i like it all right so no time there's never any time i don't have time to study i'll never get into stanford i'll let everyone down i'm so confused i don't know that's some decent acting uh next one's from danny this one's titled 81 yes this is our 81st talk show sirs sirs wow thank you danny I have a message for Scott. This is for Scott specifically, Scott. Don't let these mm. bozos tell you that the MCU is worth watching. Yeah. They did their, that's right. <laughs> they did, yeah. You tell them. They did I their undergrad. Ally in this cruel yeah. world. Oh, man. You poor bastard. They did their undergrad in Mount Pleasant, and they can't be trusted. That's true. <laughs> these jokers actually chose oh, wittingly, deliberately by their own accord that they wanted to spend more than three hours in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What does that say about a man? Perhaps if they'd gone to school in Kalamazoo's dancing, they would realize that the MCU is a plague on real creativity and invention. Nice. Danny, I'm with you. Nice shade, Danny. That's, that's no, well, you know, you can't compare it. No, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but East, East Lansing compared to... Uh, fucking central michigan that's like um, the same shit yeah. that's like that's like the guy the guy that's that like learned to make learned to make meth in his basement compared to the guy that learned to make meth in a lab <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i, I think more, I, I agree with that more yeah. tools in east lansing <laughs> sorry the same exact people oh man that's funny okay so he also says by the way, I, I agree. The MCU is a problem. Oh, it's a total. We, I think we also we also said that too. Me and Luke have seen the stuff, but oh, we also know that it's we're not morons. We're not 
blind to the problem. The MCU is a plague. Yes, it is a plague, but it's also the fault of people being dedicated to the Hollywood system of entertainment. So that's in itself is a whole issue right there that plays the society. In 500 years, they'll look back and people will be like, why the fuck? Did people just allow that to exist? And why did they encourage people to go out to Hollywood or try to make it to be a part of that system? I mean, Dave Chappelle's rant recently I listened to that he did for one of his, the one where he sits down, he's a little more informal, and he talked about spreading the word on the truth behind the fucking entertainment industry and what happened oh, yeah. with his contracts with the Chappelle show and Comedy Central and all the lessons he learned coming up. That stuff was fucking gold, man. It was so... So powerful. I loved it. It was exactly what needed to be said. And he put himself out there and he knew now that he had the clout to do it. So there's a lot of other people who have the clout to do that who don't do it. But Dave Chappelle did it. So he's the fucking man. And he stands for all time in Valhalla as a god among men and women. Oh, no. Like, you know, hey, propaganda used to be on the radio. Now it's just like now it's just in the movies. So it used to it used to automatically just be state like just state yeah but it always was too you know the cold war in the 50s i mean no it it always of course it always has been like fucking red dawn fucking like just pick every fucking movie (laughs) the 80s it's literally just like it's like anti anti anti-russian uh but also you know anti-politics anti-classes so like none of it none of it has any resonance anymore other than like basically ginning up fucking uh just ginning up like anger or whatever against like a you know faceless threat just the kind of nonsense that used to happen when people were making movies war movies especially during like the vietnam era it's like you know a bunch of faceless uh faceless monsters that are just trying to destroy american freedom and give me a fucking break but yeah that's that's what the mcu is the mcu is now like a john wayne movie made in like 1971 God, I would love to play the Chappelle stuff, but we just don't have time. So I will encourage you guys to go check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, Okay. So, yes, Scott knows the truth, and we know the truth. Danny also says, I absolutely loved Mike's rant on the Lions. It's truly a unique fan experience in the wide global scope of sports followership. Lions fans should be studied for their incredible capacity to self-loathe. You're right about that, Danny. Congrats on hitting your Calvin Johnson episode. Podcast in 81. That's right. Oh, 81. Nice. I like that. Podcasting ain't easy. See, you need need someone like me. You need someone like me standing on the outside who doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about looking at 81 and then saying Calvin Johnson. I was like, wait a minute. Got that. (laughs) You did. Like that, that rant was unbelievable. I was like rolling around laughing. It just went on forever. It was fucking perfect. And I I never tell you, I never tell you on your dates and all that. I think you're, you must have been right on all of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was all true. I I mean, I remember what I said. I feel pretty confident on the chronology of events. And you know, shit happens. Lions will break your heart, but they're actually kind of fun right now. They're getting excited. People are getting fired up. They got to be here. Yeah. Don't worry, though. In the end, they'll fuck you and they'll ruin your life. I will fuck you like a pig. All right, let's get Mr. Pink is up. Hello, Mr. Pink. Good to see you, buddy. Mr. Pink says, I know I've been away for a minute, but I was aghast to not be mentioned as the biggest fan of the show. Oh, my God. I didn't even I didn't even show shaking my head. I'm sorry, Mr. Pink. Wow. 
uh, we, you know, Danny was here day one, so he got in early. That's all it is. And now Richard <laughs> is making a push to be a big part of things. So we got a lot of competition now. It's exciting. Fair play to Danny and Rich, I guess. All kidding aside, I was worried that I missed some great content as I sat in a Kentucky County jail for a couple of days. What? Ooh, Get the fuck the, out of here. Who is wow, this? dude. It was Harlan a bullshit. I think this I know is- what this is now. I think I know what this is because. Oh, really? It's not so real. Someone know, neither one of you guys know this person. Now, I didn't know if this person found the show or not, but my best guess is I know who this now is only because the Kentucky reference. Anything, though, right? Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. There's you someone gotta, I know. Oh, man. And if you're hearing this, Mr. Pink, there's someone I know through Twitter, a big Kentucky fan. So if you just let the cat out of the bag by being in a Kentucky jail, which Uh-oh. I don't think I've is cool a, at all. I've got a good Kentucky song to close the show if we, if we get to it. Ooh, yeah, I could match you on that. All right, it was a bullshit experience, and I regret it completely. But on the bright side, my two kids that I am aware of are the only two kids I have fathered. And most of, <laughs> and most importantly, all charges That's have weird. been dropped. Yay! All right, all charges have been dropped. That's great news. Right. Mr. Pink. I must say that I 100% agree with John Scott. Ant-Man, yes. are you serious? Two for two, motherfucker. I have not seen <laughs> it and have no plans to ever see it. I've seen some other MCU joints, but I'm a grown-ass man and have little time for comic book shit. I was getting annoyed by all the Detroit Lions talk, but I really enjoyed where you landed with Matt Patricia. Oh, thank you. Okay. I, am I appreciate not, him admitting that he's getting a little annoyed with some of this, uh, some of the bullshit. <laughs> I am not Sid. I'm just Mr. Pink. I can barely remember how to be myself, so I can't handle being anyone else. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Ooh, I actually like that comment. That's um, that feels very existential. Yeah, that that's does. Dense. That's deep end shit there, Pink. That sounds like somebody who's in touch with who they are and they understand themselves. And I appreciate that, Mr. Pink. Thanks for always keeping it real. You're the kind of person that we love to email the show and connect with us. It's just a pleasure. All these emails you guys bring in. I mean, this is fucking cool, man. We get to connect with people and you get commentary from others about how things went and how John Scott is right. And I know he loves that. So very cool. Thanks, Mr. Pink. How am I not myself? Is very, yeah, he's very shallow. I mean, he he needs he needs that. He's that people uh, myself? fucking him up. But yeah, well, we got uh, we got another oh, Mr. Pink. One quick, one quick to uh, one quick to the pink here. Yeah, you have been around. Uh, you are a well-revered man of the people, and thank you for continuous. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, MCU. One last, one last thing. MCU, complete fucking propaganda for the military-industrial complex, uh, or as Rage would call them, the MIC. So move on. There's another one for Mr. Pink. Now this is for today's show. He wrote that last one a week ago. This was written yesterday. Good day. Is it safe, team? I was just thinking about the latest show and Luke's travel to England and Scotland, where so many big events happened. What timing? A new prime minister and a new monarch. That must have been cray cray. He said crazy. I I made it cray cray. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Pink. I have what? heard some people. Yeah, it's shocking. I have heard some people grumble about all the attention the Queen's death received here in the States. But I have to say, I, I wasn't too bothered by it. 
Her death on September 8th overshadowed the 21st anniversary of the World Trade Center attacks on 9-11, though. We seem to like our obvious milestones, like 5, 10, 20-year, etc. anniversaries, but I was mildly frustrated that news outlets didn't pay a little more attention to that day. I would have preferred a feature story on the first responders who were suffering from a myriad of cancers at the towers and what we're going to do about it. I could have gone for a Where Are They Now segment about families and survivors. It also wouldn't be too bad to do a real fucking, Hey, Yoshi, shut the fuck up! (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Yoshi! (laughs) Jesus Christ, she never does that, ever. She's been barking for five minutes straight up there. I don't even know if you guys can hear that. I hope you hope not. Just barely, just barely. I didn't hear it until you started screaming at her. Oh, God. Okay. I, I could have gone for a Where Are They Now segment. Yeah, okay. Uh, it also wouldn't be too bad to do a real fucking postmortem of the longest war in American history, Afghanistan, and the failed search for IEDs that eventually led to the complete destabilization of Iraq. I'm not a lover of war, but there are, or at least could be, some real lessons learned from both engagements. No military leader, no politician has ever been held accountable for mistakes and waste in both yeah. theaters. It's yep. Vietnam all over again. My fear yep. is that we will end up in another entanglement and we will repeat the same mistakes, resulting in the loss of too many lives. It's a real bummer, and I fear it is another example of the oversized American ego. But I guess we can be smart asses and say the connection between old Lizzie kicking the bucket and a lack of post-9-11 coverage is good old-fashioned imperialism. So maybe the mainstream media did cover the anniversary of 9-11 better than I thought. Keep calm and carry on, Mr. Pink. Yeah, old Lizzie. That's good. I like that. Good one. I'm going to take, I'm gonna take yeah, that. Yeah, that's real good. That's well, fantastic. I, mean, I think they're, they're ultimately covering it exactly the way that the uh, that they're going to be covering this kind of stuff. I mean, they're never going to do a, a real post mortem because a real post mortem might actually reveal additional facts that might require, uh, you know, legal, like actual legal action against. Uh, people who fucking committed war crimes during all of these invasions and like yeah i think he does a good job tying it back to i think or he or she but i think pink does a great job tying it right back to fucking vietnam like yeah there's never going to be any mittens there there's not going to be a lot of uh there's just nothing but hagiography that's it there's not going to be any like there's not going to be any like post-mortem comeuppance or anything because yeah, there's literally no way to um to I suppose convict others or actually create some kind of fucking military justification for like going into another country and like murdering a dictator uh based on war yeah. crimes. Because if your own war crimes are exposed, then you can't do it. You've lost the justification. So that's what's going on. So don't fear that we're going to end up in another entanglement like this is the way this world fucking works it's these entanglements are actually easy to understand but it's just about really under like it's about being willing to kind of accept uh what they mean and it's it's sad but there is no there is no um don't expect don't expect any real fucking uh post-mortem on a on a holiday like 9-11. No, I think I'll write my diary a little longer. There's the queen for you. How am I not myself? Finally, this one's from Richard. The last one, then we're done. Love that Silverhawks mentioned in the last episode. Nice work, gentlemen. Just curious who your first media-made crushes were. 
Jessica Rabbit and that blonde chick from Cool World were the ladies that made me into the man I am today. Masturbation more than implied. Secondly, <laughs> the other day I was watching... Yeah, thank you, Richard. The other day I was watching clips of Dragon Ball Z, and I was kind of mildly interested. Should I watch it? <laughs> In a sexual Hugsing? way? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, where were you Hugsing watching kisses, these Richard. clips on fucking Pornhub.com? Why are you mildly interested? <laughs> You're an adult. Don't watch that shit. Get a fucking life. How am I not myself? Yeah, I mean, that's putting it mildly. Uh, media, media made crushes. So I assume like, uh, like women that were drawn or created by media. Uh, geez, let's yeah, see. Yeah, because we already I mean, covered Kelly Kapowski, so it's got to be. Let's just well, focus she, on. Yeah, well, like she was Panga and shit. It was Topanga was like every every white man. 40 year old man's like first honestly surprise. she was oh well no i was like 16 no, when she wait was, guys but i think you guys are missing popular. this though i think what he's saying is media made so like they were created like both of his examples are cartoons so i'm thinking like they're, oh okay like me like they were actually drawn or created through computer um yeah, yeah jessica that's, rabbit that's what i think he's saying yeah okay jessica rabbit was was hot then i guess i mean she was the i mean <laughs> She was like bonkers fucking it was like it was like if Barb if Barbie was a prostitute. That's how hot Jessica Rabbit was. <laughs> I guess I was like sort of I, I loved Bart Simpson in in a like sapiosexual way. I kind of liked uh Lisa by extension, you know. She played the saxophone, she was intelligent, that was kind of hot, you know. Oh, nice try, you hipster weirdo. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I guess medium. I don't know. Uh, I've seen some cartoon porn. I won't deny it. Sure. I like them. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not getting down on Lisa Simpson. I've, uh, this is Jessica Rabbit, by the way. But it's not Jessica Rabbit because Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy, Kathleen Turner did not sing this. She was the voice actress, but this is actually Steven Spielberg's wife, Amy Irving, right? Isn't that his wife? Uh, isn't it what? Kate Capshaw? Am I wrong? Well, they used to be married, then, right? Amy Irving, they used to be married? Okay, I don't know. Hollywood bullshit no one cares about. You're right, who cares? This is Amy Irving singing. Well, Kevin Turner didn't actually do the... No. She just did yeah, the voice work. She, she it's can't sing. Not her voice. There's no question. Oh, I figured it I out. I had to. I had to Google. I had to Google attractive female cartoon characters, but it was it was the uh, nice the reporter from uh, was it Ariel from the Turtles? The reporter. Oh, April O'Neil. Yeah. April O'Neil. Yeah, she was That's right. Just, yeah, that was mine. April O'Neil's on the case. That's right. Anyways, uh, April you know, O'Neil probably contributed to so many young kids looking for girls dressed in yellow with red hair. No question. God, this is like no where cosplay. No. This song is awesome. I gotta say. <laughs> This is, this is that end credits of the original TMNT movie, this song. Yeah, 
this is serious, so give me a quarter. I was a witness. Get me a reporter. Call April O'Neil. There you go. So, April O'Neil reference. Man, the rap in that period, that's like like cheesy rap. I don't know, like lame rap in a way. But I still like it. I don't give a oh, fuck what anyone oh, says. So. Lame. Uh, Anyways, uh, we got to go. We do have to go. Hold on, wait. There's yeah. a there's a comedian. Oh, damn it. He talks about he talks about all the, like the eighties rappers like just rapping about shit they see when they're going home. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking yeah. funny. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add yeah, that you, in. Uh, next, you next add that show. in. Yeah, yeah. Next let's do that. Yeah. Uh, so what's the Kentucky song, John Scott? You got? I have a couple oh, guesses yeah. of what you're choosing, but it could be. Oh, no, there's no not way. what I think. Uh, oh, there's no oh, way. Clayton uh, Clayton English is the comedian's name. Clayton English. He's fucking hilarious. No, there's a, you know, it really, it, it strikes a chord because I identify a, as mentioned before of being half hillbilly and coming from the hollers of Kentucky. So there is a song called Harlan County by Jim Ford. And that fucking song it's and Luke, you're going to like this shit. It's all it's, it's for the working man. It's about how the narrator's father just burns himself out in a coal mine. And the jail I imagine Mr. Pink was in, it was in my mind, in my mind's eye, it's in Harlan County. So Jim Ford's Harlan County, this record is fucking amazing. Hell yeah, great call. It's a safe pod at gmail.com. We got through all the emails, we're all caught up, so let's start a new batch. It's a safe pod. Gmail.com. Love you guys. Jim Ford, Harlan County. Mr. Pink, thanks for sharing. Everybody, thanks for sharing. We'll see you. In the back hills of Kentucky, I was raised in a shack on Big Bone Mountain. Born into poverty, bathed in misery. The times I went hungry, you can't count on. Where the cold winds blow and the crops Called daddy cheating, daddy shot him over 15 cents to buy a loaf of bread with. We are gathered here today to ask the Lord to take us out of Harlan County. Mama married Willie, he stood five, six, his brother was a shovel. Days every month digging for a bone in a hillside Where a little child's dream is a new pair of shoes To keep its little feet warm in the winter But dreams they 
shirt on my back and a brown paper sack, a big piece of my mama's cold cornbread. I hit the road, Jack, forgot to look back. I walked all the way down to somewhere. I've been all over this whole wide world. I slept on a Everybody bow their heads in prayer. Ask the Lord to take us out of Harlem County. Lord, won't you please? Gotta go. Ride.